This is Dr. Holly Lucille's Mindful Medicine. Here's Dr. Holly Lucille. Hello there, mindful listeners. Uh, Thank you so much once again for spending some of your day with us here at the Mindful Medicine Show. This topic blows my mind. You know, I used to think that your DNA is just your DNA. It's you are who you are, right? And in so many, so many times in my practice, I have heard people say, oh, you know, high cholesterol, it quote unquote runs in my family. Um, And boy, oh boy, have I had to educate, which is part of being a doctor, right? Doctor in Latin, dossier means to teach, that that's not necessarily true because your DNA does not have to meet your destiny. In fact, I've got a lovely lady we're gonna be talking to and her name is Dr. Yael Jaffe. She's coming to us from Cape Town, South Africa, and she is an expert in the field of nutrigenomics. So welcome to Nutrigenomics 101. Doctor, thanks for being here. Thanks, Dr. Holly. Very happy to be here today. Yes, yeah, so you are. You started out as a dietitian, um, and then you moved into this world of nutrigenomics, which of course, you're going to explain to the listeners all about what that is. But tell me a little bit about your journey. So amazingly, I actually started out in architecture, as it happens, and had never oh. done any science before, um, and, and nor did I, I have any interest in science. And then um, my my grandmother died from cancer very quickly and and with little intervention, little care, no understanding of where it came from. So I did, I had a, you know, one of those aha epiphany moments saying, you know, this is not good enough. We need to understand this better. This is, um, gosh, when was this? Late 1980s. So there wasn't this nutrigenomic conversation happening. And I decided to leave architecture and go look for this concept of health and what health could be if, if we had done things differently. And the only profession I could find that kind of felt like it was close to what I was looking for was dietetics. And so I signed up uh, for dietetics. It took about three weeks and I realized that was a bad mistake, that um, <laughs> the degree wasn't anything to do with health. Um, remember dietetics yeah. in, in um, <laughs> early 1990s was definitely not about health. It was about chocolate cake and ice cream and calories and it was awful. So I kind of, I spent five years studying a degree that I was completely disillusioned and disappointed in, but needed a degree, so got that done. Um, and didn't really find an alternative. So I was like, it wasn't like I could leave dietetics and go, oh, oh, I, you know, there really wasn't anything in those days. So I finished the degree and kind of went traveling, as you do when you finish your degree and you still don't know what you want to do. I landed up in England, in London, where I met an extraordinary geneticist, Dr. Rosengill Garrison, who started the first nutrigenomics company in the world called Saona. And, and, and this was in 2000, 21 years ago, um, before the human genome was mapped. So it shows you how early she was. Um, and amazingly, you know, she had this vision that nutrition and genetics was going to land up being a huge part of medicine and nutrition. And she was looking for a dietitian who could specialize in genetics and it didn't exist. So I put my hand up and I, I jumped in and I said, take me and I'll learn as we go along. And, and that's kind of what happened. So I, 
I um, joined Sahona. We built the first nutrigenomic test. And then I went back to university to get a PhD in genetics and, and to specialize wow. in, in this field. So it's been, it's been an amazing 21 years. Wow. Yeah. And you've co-authored three books. So amazing. It's just, it's not just your genes is one of them. Uh, the SNP journal. So we're going to talk about what SNPs are and also genes to plate. Um, so you are an expert in this field. So let's just dig into the 101 part. I mean, a lot of my listeners, I can only imagine just don't even understand what nutrigenomics are or epigenetics for that. And I think they go kind of hand in hand. So could you break that down for us? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So let's go back to the basics. So we as human beings have this DNA sequence code. We have a code. It's like a language and it's got four letters in this language, which is A, C, G, and T. And the way this language comes together, exactly like English, that makes words and makes sentences, puts together chapters, writes a book, is really the story of who we are in the world. And that's written in our code. But 99.9% of our code is the same between us, but 0.1% of our code is different. And it is this 0.1% that makes us different from each other. And by different from each other, I'm talking about, I always describe it as how we exist in the world, how we respond to the world around us whether it's the food we eat, the supplements we take, the alcohol we drink, the exercise we do, the trauma we encounter, the stress we engage with, everything in our world will impact us differently from someone else in our family, our best friend, someone we meet at work. And it's this 0.1% that is different in our code that will determine why we respond differently to the world around us. And these little, I call them spelling changes, because they literally are a difference in that A, G, T, and C, is what we call a SNP, which is a single nucleotide polymorphism, or really just a change in a letter in our DNA code. And that's what a nutrigenomics is based It's actually, to be completely accurate, that is what nutrigenetics is based on, which is, can I take a test that will tell me what my genetic variations, what my SNPs are, to understand myself better and how I respond to the world differently. Absolutely fascinating. And, you know, I think, as you mentioned, uh, it, it, back in the late 1980s or what have you, none of this was being talked about. And I think it's just so amazing because this has to do, and it can we can use our environment, our food, different supplements to actually make a difference based on what you're talking about, based on our own genes. So what types of health insights can our genes actually tell us? So um, well, let, me, let me finish the second part of your prior question about epigenetics. And then when I've done that, then you let's bet. talk about, because <laughs> I only did half the answer. Then, and then we can go back and talk about like, well, what, what can we learn for ourselves? You know, how does this change the decisions I we're love making it. in our life? So I either talk about um, nutrigenetics, which is that code. And then I use the word nutrigenomics. But nutrigenomics and epigenetics, we're going to use interchangeably. And here's the, here's the reason why. So nutrigenics, I have a code, and that is hardwired. Think of 
think of your laptop. It's a, it's a piece of hard hardware, right? But in your laptop, you also have software and the software kind of determines what happens on your computer. And it's pretty much the same with genetics. So we have this code, but how the genes behave themselves, or we use the word express, or how genes switch on or off, are determined by the choices we make in our daily life. And I talk about those micro decisions. Every minute of every day, we're making a decision, whether it's the water we drink, the caffeine, the coffee we choose at the coffee shop, the food we eat, the meditation we do or don't do, is switching on genes all the time. So now bring, and we call that nutrigenomics, but we also call it epigenetics because epi means around genetics. So it's not or above genetics. It's not the code, but it's the things that we do and we expose ourselves to that change the way the gene switches on and switches off. Now we bring those two conversations together and I'm going to use much more simple words, which is insight and action. I much prefer. So insight is... I look at my code, I do a genetic test, I do a, a cheek swab, you know, just get some cheek cells, get the DNA out, send it to a lab, and I understand what SNPs I have, what genetic variations I have, that give me information about how I metabolize caffeine, how I metabolize vitamin D, whether I have a histamine intolerance, whether I have an issue around gluten, whether I detoxify toxins well. So these are the kind of insights I can learn about myself, whether I'm more prone to injuries when I'm training, whether I'm more likely to be successful doing power training than endurance training. I'm just thinking and I'm, I'm around energy intake. Am I driven to snack and binge eat? Do I Is my appetite more likely to be higher than other individuals? So these are the kind of insights that we gain from nutrigenetics or doing a test. And then the second part is, now that we can understand so much more about you, we want to take action. So my second word is action. What are the diet, lifestyle, or supplement behaviors that we can get you to do that are going to switch on or switch off genes to optimize your health? So if we know that you're a poor detoxifier by getting the insight from your genetic variations, what supplement or foods or exposures do we want you to have to be able to switch on or what we call upregulate genes that are going to help your body detoxify toxins? And that's the whole conversation together. I love it. I love that you basically took such an incredible field of study scientific field of study, and you broke it down to two words, which is insight and action. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, well, it doesn't That's help. Amazing. It doesn't, as I said, like, um, epigenetics is such a weird word that if, it's like one of those words that means a million things to a million people. So I try to stay away from it. And at the end of the day, the only thing that counts is if you wake up in the morning and you know what to choose, what, what breakfast to eat, what breakfast not to eat, what coffee to drink. Like, that's the only thing that actually matters. So we need to get rid of all that serious terminology because ultimately we just want to know who we are and how can we be on a better health journey. So for example, folks that are listening, I have taken a genetic test and I know that I have a VDR uh, mutation. So it's a vitamin D receptor. Um, so I have a single nucleotide polymorphism 
and it's hard for me to keep up my optimal levels of vitamin D. And that's the insight that I have. So guess what? I get to take action because I know that. And uh, there's, you know, a great app called D-Minder out there, or, you know, I just get to be able to track my vitamin D and make sure that I'm in good shape. So you did, you did mention um, something called DNA-based dieting. Uh, what, what is that? And what is the science behind DNA-based dieting? So um, this is this is one of the areas I absolutely love the most. And in fact, my PhD was in um, genetics or nutrigenetics of, of, of obesity. And so I love the area of genetics and weight management. And one of the reasons I love it is that when I started in dietetics, there was this obscene idea that everyone got the same diet plan and that if you just reduced your calories and you increased your expenditure, you would lose weight at the same rate as everyone else. You know, it would be like, I can't remember what it was, like half a kilogram every single week for the rest of your life. And the reality is it doesn't work like that. So the field had done so much damage to so many individuals who had got on these so-called diet plans, not experienced the weight loss they had been promised, and had this incredible sense of failure, both emotionally, psychologically, and physically. So why genetics is so amazing is that it actually shows us that our genes determine up to somewhere between 60 and 80% of our how we engage with calories and, and how we manage our weight. Now that is extremely, extremely high. And when we break, so when we started out, we used to only think about weight as a metabolic rate. Like we would say, oh, I have a friend and she doesn't matter what she eats, um, she'll never gain weight, or I just look at food and I gain weight. That, that's talking about metabolic rate. How good am I at burning up calories? But the reality of the conversation around weight is so much more complex. So for example, I always talk about the idea of appetite, of hunger. So I always believed for the longest time that we all experience hunger in the same way, that you and I, if we fasted for 24 hours, we would be equally hungry however we measured that and that if you and I then went and ate exactly the same meal we'd be equally full after that meal but that couldn't be further from the truth because the reality is we experience hunger and appetite completely different from each other and the same amount of food will not give us the same feeling of being full of, of satiety and this is one of the areas and there are many areas that are driven by our genetics so we used to be very dismissive of individuals who say you know i i followed your diet plan but i didn't lose weight or i ate what you told me but i was so hungry and we would be like oh no you you, you know you're you're cheating or you got no self control or you got and so genetics has taught us that the way we engage with food whether how we are driven to eat what makes us hungry even when we are locus of control around food, binge eating behavior, snacking behavior, hunger, appetite, but also how we store food, how we store um, calories in our body, how we burn up calories is so different that no one person can get a diet. And so what I love about the, what the conversation that genetics has brought into weight is that for some individuals, it is really, really hard to shift weight because genetically they come from that kind of ancestral hunter-gatherer from the plains of Africa where they really are efficient at eating, at driving 
calories into their body and it's storing it and not burning it up. So for me, this has been one of the most interesting areas that we have gained over the last 20 years from, from genetics. That's amazing. And I, I'm sure people are perking up because they've been in that position before where it's like, why I've tried so hard and I've tried everything. Can't I lose this weight? So, you know, you've mentioned, you know, taking the buccal swab, like the cheek cells and, and testing where can people then actually go to, to get a nutrigenetic test? And what are some of the questions that they should ask before actually purchasing one? A very, very good question. So obviously I have my own company, 3X4 Genetics, but it's, um, well, only in the USA. So 3X4Genetics.com. But I would say, you know, if you're not going to come to us, then the kind of things you want to ask. Um, so first of all, there's two different kinds of tests. What we call DTC, which is direct to consumer. And the other one is where you go through a practitioner. So obviously, I feel quite strongly that if you're going to do a genetic test, you need a, a health professional. They can be a dietitian, a nutritionist, an MD, physician assistant, nurse practitioner, naturopath. I don't mind. But they should have some training in nutrigenomics so that when you do the test, you get value from it that they know how to interpret it, that they know how to extract the value of the information that's being offered by the test and build it into everything else that they know about you. So companies like 23andMe are what we call direct-to-consumer where you buy it online and you get it, but you're never going to get the clinical value, the deep insight, when you don't have someone to translate it for you. Yeah, that's been the case my entire you know career. So many people doing the 23andMe, bringing the raw data in yeah. and scratching their head yeah. and go, what does this saying, mean? Can you tell me? Yeah, what does this mean? So that's, yeah. so, so 100%. So sometimes I would say like cheap is expensive because, you know, 23andMe is cheap data because it's ancestry data and there's a whole lot of other, you know, they're, they're not about health journey, they're about data and aggregating data and selling data. So if you really want a good clinical experience, you want to go to a company that specializes in practitioners, that trains them, educates them, mentors, holds their hand, and makes sure, so that's the first thing. You want to see a sample report. You want to see a report that looks like something that you want to read yourself, not something that looks like it came from Quest or LabCorp, or LabCorp and, and, and it looks like it's your cholesterol levels. You really want to be able to engage with the information. You want information that you can actually action in your life. What must I eat? What must I do? What must I take? So it's got to have a practical output to it. The other thing is you want to know um, how they chose the genes that they put into the report. Like what was the basis that they chosen? Because you want to know that that's not just good science. It must be good science. But will this help me make better decisions in my life? Um, you've got to, you want to know what lab does it have all the certification that it needs. So, you know, in, in the States, so labs have to be certified and accredited and you want to make sure. So it's just basic questions like that. But my, my biggest recommendation is find a, find a company that has practitioners that they train really well and educate and handhold, and then you will be in safe hands. That sounds great. So I want you just slowly because I didn't catch it all. And I want my listeners to hear, you have a US-based company and it's called what? 
So it's 3x4 genetics. So 3 and then the letter, um, the letter x, number 4, genetics, 3x4 genetics. Okay, so 3 by 4 genetics or 3x4 yeah. genetics. Okay, yeah. thank you. Yeah, and those are great points because I think equally as lovely as you saying insight and action, cheap is expensive is another great saying from you, Dr. Jaffe. I think that's amazing because um, it's true. It's like, okay, what do I do with this data? Um, it, you know, if you're gonna if you're going to you know not guess and test, you definitely want to test that's going to give you some actionable things about your health. So. I want to talk about we've talked about obesity and your you know your work exploring genetics and, and nutrition of, of obesity and then also I mentioned my VDR mutation so vitamin D what other health benefits can people understand when it comes to this field of study so I'll tell you, we, we break it down into six categories, which will give you some insight. So actually what I do at 3x4 is a little bit different. So I, I many for many years, for 15 years, built genetic tests, and we would get this idea of SNP-based recommendations, exactly like you mentioned, like VDR gives me insight about vitamin D. But actually, the last couple of years, I've changed my mind. And now what we do is we actually we group together genes together in a certain area. So instead of giving advice on one vitamin D gene, we'll look at all the genes together that impact vitamin D, and then we'll give you some advice. So I just wanted to mention that because up until recently, all genetic companies were giving you like a recommendation based on a single SNP, but actually that's not, not actually physiologically, it's not biologically true. So we actually group them. So I'll, I'll tell you how we, so we group them into what we call pathways and every pathway is a grouping and we have 36 pathways. And these 36 pathways are broken into six categories and this will give you some idea of the amazing insights you can get. So category one, we call cellular. And we call it this, we say, how optimal is your every single cell in your body functioning. So we look at pathways like detoxification, inflammation, methylation, oxidative stress. These are the core, core, core functions of every cell in your body. So we always want to start there because if those pathways are not functioning optimally, it doesn't matter what the next level is. So we, we base it on what we call functional medicine or functional nutrition, right? What is the second level? We're interested in the systems in your body. What are examples of systems? Hormones, hormone metabolism is one of them. Glucose and insulin. We talk about mood, anxiety, depression, um, any of the mood disorders that, that people are suffering from, which is so huge. Another pathway is cognitive function, memory, dementia, um, histamine tolerance. So these are just some of the ones. We talk about uh, the third category of cardiovascular health. And there are four pathways. We want, to, we want to understand your vascular health, your blood vessels. How healthy are they? How wholesome? How resilient are they? We talk about cholesterol metabolism, obviously that one. Um, blood pressure. And then the last one would be blood clotting. Very, very important one to know about. Then we talk about energy, which is, we don't talk, we don't call it DNA dieting. We actually call it energy because it's how we consume energy, store energy, and burn up energy. And there's all the um, pathways I mentioned, appetite and satiety and hunger, um, storage of adipose tissue, inflammatory adipose tissue, burning up adipose tissue, both when we're kind of sitting down on a computer and when we're exercising. 
Then we have a whole category just around activity. So what is, where's my potential for exercise? Should I be doing more endurance style exercise or should I be doing power? Where am I going to find my potential? Should I watch out for injuries? What is my injury potential? Um, recovery from training. VO2 max, what is my actual exercise potential? So that's our activity category. And our last one is nutrients. So we have about 12 different nutrients from vitamin C, vitamin folate, B12, gluten, um, caffeine, uh, vitamin D would be one of them. Sodium would be another, there'd like 12 of them. So you've got 36 of these pathways and each one is a grouping of genes that gives you insight into how optimally that pathway would be functioning in your body. So it's quite a lot. It's quite a lot. Yes. I mean, and you know what I think what this tells me and what I want my listeners to know is this is how you can really receive precision medicine, right? So there's so many things and good wisdom out there, right? To let's say lower your cholesterol. There's some, um, you know, tips and tricks that everybody knows, but is it the right thing for you to do? Well, you won't know until you do a test like this. I mean, I think this is the, the, this is where precision medicine, personalized medicine comes in um, because it's you, it's your DNA, it's how you are. And I think what's, what's really important, what I've told my patients in the past is that, you know, you can't change your DNA, but you can change the phenotype. And I always remember phenotype, like photograph, like how it expresses itself using the wisdom of nutrigenomics and nutrigenetic testing. And then also, like you said, we can have actionable items for things that we really have in our wheelhouse for desires about our wellness. I, I think it's amazing. So, okay, people can find more about you. I mean, you said it before. Um, so it's 3x4x4genetics.com. And, and then on Instagram, it's Yael Jaffe. So Y-A-E-L. And then J-O-F-F-E, I hope I've got your last name sound, sounding okay. That's okay, right. Okay, so it's at Yael yes. Jaffe. Yes, so, J-O-F-F-E, yeah. It's awesome, and where's your next swimming spot? Because I, I realize that you like to do that. <laughs> I do, I do, I do. I absolutely love um, what, what we call cold, cold water wild swimming, so... Um, really, yeah, love, love swimming in the ocean. In fact, I'll swim pretty much anywhere um, as long as it's outdoors. So rivers and lakes, forts, oceans. So I'm, I'm very lucky. I live right by the ocean at the moment. So that's my favorite thing. So people talk about uh, mindful meditation and, and that's me in the ocean. That's amazing. Well, thank you for taking time out of your swimming to be with us here at Mindful Medicine. And, um, I really appreciated you breaking down the uh, Nutrigenomics 101, epigenetics, and basically the two words. Folks, you can get better insight into your health, and then you can have action. So thank you once again, folks, for listening to us, and we're going to see you next time.